in this bulletin. Australia Post met with calls for reform. Protesters gather outside Thessaloniki Station after at least 38 people were killed in a deadly train collision in central Greece. And in sport, former Collingwood AFLW vice-captain is suing the club after she was allowed to return to training two and a half weeks after suffering a concussion. With all the latest SBS News, I'm Hannah Kwon. A revamp of Australia Post's operations is in the works, driven by a drop in letter deliveries and an increase in parcel services. While Australia Post delivered over 500 million parcels in the previous fiscal year, letter deliveries have been steadily declining. The federal government has issued a discussion paper to modernise and financially sustain the postal service. Australia Post Chief Executive Paul Graham says the organisation welcomes the announcement. We are a path towards significant losses uh, as Australians and the National Postal Service continue to change. We are an entirely self-funded business uh, and so we do not want to become a burden on the Australian taxpayer and using the funds that we would otherwise lose to ensure that uh, the government continue to invest in the right things for the community, hospitals, schools, roads, etc. Greenpeace Australia Pacific has welcomed the government's announcement today that it will co-sponsor Vanuatu's historic request for an International Court of Justice advisory opinion on climate change. It comes as Cyclone Judy has prompted evacuations on Vanuatu, with activists saying it demonstrates a need for transformative global initiatives to prevent climate harm and protect the human rights of vulnerable peoples. Australia is one of 105 countries that have officially registered as co-sponsors of the resolution, which will ask members to refer the case to the world's highest court. General Counsel for Greenpeace Australia, Katrina Bullock, says the initiative indicates a big step forward towards tackling climate change. If we can get the issue of climate change and human rights to the International Court of Justice for the first time in history, we could see a new baseline set for government action on climate change around the world. You know, this, this has the power to breathe new life into international climate negotiations and, and influence the way that courts hold governments and big polluters to account. It can really strengthen states' obligations to protect human rights from the adverse effects of climate change and, and catalyse more ambitious climate action. Overseas and protesters have gathered outside Thessaloniki Station after at least 38 people were killed in a deadly train collision in central Greece. Many of the victims were thought to be university students returning home after a long holiday weekend. Video shared on social media showed a large crowd gathered outside the railway station chanting to condemn what they perceive as government failure to address railway conditions. Greece's Transport Minister Kostas Karamanlis has since resigned following the disaster, saying he was taking responsibility for long-standing failures to fix the country's railway system. The United States has congratulated Nigeria's new president-elect on his victory, praising the country's democratic efforts. Bola Tinubu won Nigeria's election with nearly 9 million votes, while his main opposition challenger, Atiku Abukabar, secured just under 7 million votes. US State Department spokesperson Ned Price praised Nigeria's election process. This competitive election represents a new period for Nigerian politics and democracy. Each of the top three candidates was the leading vote-getter in 12 states, a remarkable first in Nigeria's modern political era 
reflecting the diversity of views that characterize the campaign and the wishes of Nigeria's voters. Opposition parties rejected the results, citing a flawed process which suffered multiple technical difficulties owing to the introduction of new technology by the Independent National Electoral Commission. And people who experience online sexual abuse, including through popular dating apps, have been found to rarely report their experiences to police. A new study from the Australian Institute of Criminology has found one in seven people who were sexually harassed or assaulted in person after meeting someone through dating apps made a police report. This drops to one in 12 people reporting online sexual harassment to police. Women were also less likely to report their experiences. Turning to sport and former Collingwood AFLW vice-captain Emma Grant is suing the club after she was allowed to return to training two and a half weeks after suffering a concussion. Legal documents filed in the county court on Wednesday show Grant suffered a head injury during a practice match on January the 18th in 2020 and says Collingwood gave her the green light to train on February the 5th. Her legal representative, Marguerite Injury Lawyers, alleges Collingwood's conduct was negligent and fell below a reasonable standard of care. They claim she has suffered injury, loss and damage as a result. Grant retired at the end of the 2020 season after 20 games for the club. Collingwood has been contacted for comment. And that is the latest SBS News. I'm Hannah Kwan. 